Run Your Story family, this is Allison Gilliard with Run Your Story, where every story needs to be heard. And I am so excited to be able to introduce you to my dear friend, Mr. Richard Connor. We met at PodFest last January, and it was so exciting because we realized our podcasts were very similar, different, but similar, and they really complement each other. And so we knew we had to interview each other, and that's what we've done. So this week, you guys are going to get to hear Richard's incredible journey and I absolutely adore that his favorite race is one back in his hometown it's all about community and going back to our running roots and that is just so cool he is just amazing he's also a dad and so I asked him the question how do you balance all of this because last week was Father's Day and today's his birthday so happy birthday my friend Thank you for all you do for the running world and for making your community better, my community better, and for sharing your run story. It's truly a beautiful one. Hey guys, definitely go check out Rooted and Grounded if you haven't already. You're gonna want to, you're missing out. I am there at least once, maybe twice. Uh, we won't, I won't tell you how many times I go weekly because they are just that good. Guys, they are making this podcast possible this week for being a business sponsor, and we are truly grateful for them. Guys, go check them out at 2754 Dolphin Street. There you'll find them the cutest little place to just sit back, relax, have conversation, take a book to read, study, work. It's a great atmosphere. Guys, get your coffee fix there. They have some of the best drinks. They even have some really cool ones for the summer. And we had taken bakes for Father's Day, and they were absolutely divine. It makes your house smell amazing, and Dad was very happy. So guys, definitely go check them out at Rooted and Grounded, and huge shout out and thank you to them. Also, thank you to our Patreon supporters for making this podcast what it is and for keeping it going. We could not do it without our supporters. So guys, lace up your shoes and get ready for my friend Richard and his runner story. Thanks, our friend, for being here. Richard, I was so excited. <laughs> That's exciting for me as well, Allison. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I feel like we are each other's cheerleaders a lot. We met at PodFest and we both have a running podcast. And so we've been trying to connect. And so this is just such a cool moment to have this. So what is your run story, my friend? Yeah, for sure. So just a little bit about me. Parents are from the Caribbean, but I was born and raised in the U.S. And I started running early and I would say when I was at a young age in high school and I started running cross country and a little bit of track but after high school I didn't really run a lot only just as part of my workouts just life got in the way and it wasn't until just a few years ago I started running again at my old high school which was super cool and nostalgic and after that I started to run obstacle course races and it wasn't until that moment in time where I decided you know what this is a new challenge for me and it's not just running it's also learning to do things that I've never done before and overcoming fears and it was at that moment that I really started to take running seriously again and start to train and again start to do things that I've never done before so that's been the highlight of my running journey but there's a lot in between that I'm sure we'll get into. <laughs> So what made you go into obstacle courses? It was really a little bit by accident. So I overheard a family friend talking about this obstacle course race that he was going to do with his brother. And I started to look it up and I'm like, oh, 
this is interesting. There's so many things that look like a lot of fun, but also really scary at the same time. And I decided that I wanted to join their team, even though they didn't invite me, I joined their team and we just started training for it. And that's what got me into it. But again, it was at a point in my life where I'm like, you know, I want to do something different. You know, and I, and there was a lot of things that I felt like I either couldn't do or was scared to do, or just, Mm. I don't know. And that was just an opportunity for me to just do something different in my life. I love that. That's so cool. What's been your favorite obstacle course to do? So the races that I focus on are Spartan races. I know there there are a lot out there, but Spartan is the one that I started with. So that's the one I stick with. And (laughs) at this point, I've done all three levels of their core races. So they have a lot Mm -hmm. of different races, but I've done the Spartan Sprint, Spartan Super and Spartan Beast. I did that one in person for the first time last year to complete a trifecta. But, but those are the races that I really stuck with. Wow. That's incredible. What are some lessons that you've learned, not only from running, but also with obstacle courses? Yeah. A couple of things that I learned, a few things I learned from running is there's so much more than just running, right? When someone mm. thinks about running, they think, okay, I'm going to run to get better at running, but they don't may not realize how it impacts so many other areas of your life. Some of the things that I learned about running, it's about like focus and discipline, which extends in other parts of your life. For me personally, it's been a confidence builder because there's things that, again, I haven't been able to do or never thought that I could do. Like, oh, I'll never run a marathon. There's no way I could run a half marathon or a marathon. And I've run four half marathons to this point, and I'm looking to do my first marathon next year. Whereas roll back the clock five years ago, I wanted to have nothing to do with it because I never thought I could do it. So a little bit of a confidence builder. And then Mm. it even escalated to the point where I'm like, well, if I do one marathon, could I do all of the majors, right? Kind of around the world. Can I do that in the next five years? So going from not thinking I could do it to now having mm. thoughts about doing that. So a real big confidence builder. And I also learned through conversations that I've had with others about running that it's something you could turn to during really challenging times. Mm. Like if you're facing diagnosis and you need to be more active as a result, or you have family related issues, or maybe there's some things you're dealing with from a mental health perspective and running is kind of that thing that you can turn to during those times. So those are the lessons that I've learned personally from running. And those are lessons that I've learned through others through many conversations. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. So good. What is your favorite race and why? (laughs) My favorite race is definitely the races that I ran at my old high school. So they're just, It was just nostalgic just to be there back in my Mm. old high school to see my former teachers and walk the halls. So it wasn't about maybe the race itself, but it was really about where it was and the memories associated with it. So that was my favorite. But in one of those races, one of the times that I ran that 5K race, it was one of my best times in my adult life, like running time. So now I'm like, well, can I really get back to where I was at cross country in high school? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) But that race, that was my goal. My goal was to run that race as fast as possible, get on the podium and see if I really can get back there. And I came really close. So that one is really high on my list as one of my favorites. Oh, that's incredible. And what was the name of that race? 
Do you remember? It, no, it was just the, so my high school was a plat tech was the, it was a technical high school. So okay. it was their annual plat tech 5k. So again, Very not cool. a big well-known race. It was really a local mm-hmm. race in a local community and just really special for me for those reasons. Hey, those are the best local races that support local. I mean, that I always get hyped up for those. So, cause you, you're like, this is, like you said, like that's what instilled in you and where you found, you know, you were growing and where your love of running started. And so to get back to your roots of running is, that's pretty cool. I love that. That's so cool. Do you have a pre-race routine? I do. So I've learned a lot about myself and my body through running. So I guess another lesson about running, <laughs> but yeah, so my pre-race routine is quite simple. So I only eat a bagel. Before I run, I don't, I try not to eat anything else or a lot just Mm -hmm. because I don't want to be miserable during my run. And then I try to drink enough water, like at least 16 ounces of water. I normally use noon hydration for Mm -hmm. kind of my daily hydration needs. So I'll drink 16 to 32 ounces of water and most of it, including noon. And then as far as before the race, I'll do dynamic warmups and strides to get my heart rate going and to get ready for the race. I used to do stretching, static stretching, and I've mm-hmm. switched to dynamic warm-up and strides, and that's definitely helped. I've definitely seen an improvement in my performance in the race, which I can go into a little bit of about what I've seen different. And then right before the race, I'll drink eight, at least eight ounces of Tailwind, and that's what I drink during the race if it's a longer race. So if it's a half marathon or even somewhere around that distance, they'll drink Tailwind. During the 5K race, I don't normally drink anything. So I'll just have something right before it. So that's my pre-race routine. Very cool. What does your post-race routine look like? Probably not as <laughs> structured as it should be. So <laughs> after the race, I just want to climb into my bed and go to sleep. But <laughs> Join the club, my friend. <laughs> So yeah, it's a cool down walk while I catch my breath, obviously Mm -hmm. hydration, right? And typically I'll just drink whatever they have at that point because I've depleted everything I brought. It's a bunch of high fives with folks I know. So hopefully I know Mm -hmm. somebody in the race to celebrate there. And then I'll do a little bit of stretching. And then most importantly, I eat. So Mm. next thing after the race, after all those things, I'm looking for where can I get the biggest burger I can find because I deserve it. And that's what I want. That's what I'm craving. That, that's what you're thinking about on the race and cross the finish line. Just give me the burger. For sure. 100%. <laughs> and the longer the race, the higher the desire. So. Oh, the delay. <laughs> <laughs> is there a place where you're like, this is the best burger place? Like, I love going there to get my post-race burgers. No, okay. I know what kind of burgers I like, but okay. I'm pretty easy in terms yeah. of like where I go. If it's a good burger, it's it doesn't matter where it comes there from. There we go. <laughs> okay, what is your favorite running item, my friends? So this has changed for me over okay. time. So what my favorite running item today is my Polar Ignite watch, mm. Ignite 2 watch, and my heart rate monitor. And the reason why is because about a less than a year ago, I would say probably about nine months ago, I finished a race and I just didn't hit the time that I wanted. I PR'd, Mm. it was a good race, but I'm like, you know what? I need to do better. I need to get a better training plan. Like my training plan got me to the starting line, but Mm. it didn't get me to the finish line in the time that I wanted. So I need to train differently. So my coach put me on 
basically I'm running by heart rate and time mm-hmm. is my training versus pace and miles, right? So this has become my one hundred percent favorite device because I track all of my workouts, whether I'm doing strength training or whether I'm doing runs Mm -hmm. based on my heart rate. So I put on my heart rate strap and monitor and I get my watch and that's it. That's what I'm looking forward to after my workout is to basically see how I did, or it just keeps me on track for my workout. So that's what's become my favorite running item today. That's super cool. I love that. A hundred I've there was a time where I was doing heart rate training running especially in the south like it gets so hot and humid here in mobile alabama and so it doesn't take much for your heart rate to get up there so how you train in the summer is not how you get to train when we get cooler weather <laughs> so it's been a lot of learning with that but man i heart rate training is spectacular so kudos that's awesome thank you Thanks. i'm really loving it yeah see that's so cool favorite running shoes This has also changed over time. So I changed some brands. I really didn't have any specific brands. Maybe like early on, it was all about Nike. Like everything was about Nike. And then over time, I just decided to try different brands and different shoes. And I actually won a social media contest from our local running store. Believe it or not, I never win any. I'm one of those guys. I never win anything. (laughs) literally (laughs) and there's a social media contest i'm like yeah whatever what do you got to lose right so so i did the contest (laughs) and they reached out to me like oh you won a brand new pair of running shoes i'm like well that's cool so i told them my size and the shoes came in the mail and the brand happened to be hoka and it was Mm, a hoka clifton eight and it was the coolest looking shoe like i've ever seen i'm like i've never wear shoes like this usually they're (laughs) dark colors and not very noticeable. And this was like blue and which is my favorite color, vibrant. And it turned out to be one of my favorite shoes. And I literally just upgraded from the Clifton eight to the Clifton nine. So I call them my fast shoes. So that that's one of my favorites. However, I do have two favorite brands. You probably asked for one, but I do have two favorites. So (laughs) my next favorite shoes are from Topo athletic. And this was introduced to me by my coach. My current shoes are fly lights, but I use these for my longer distances. So that kind of half marathon or anything around that, I use my topos and I also buy trail shoes from, from topo. So mm-hmm. those are the two brands that I stick with. Hoka is Topo athletic. Dude, that's awesome. Super cool. What is your favorite running fuel? I know you mentioned tailwind and noon, but especially on your longer runs, how do you refuel? Yeah, I am so jealous of those folks who runners that can bring food and granola bars and salt (laughs) packs and mustard packs. And I'm like, first off, I don't even know if I could eat any of that stuff, but I don't even know if my body could tolerate it on the run. So I'm super jealous of all the folks that could do that stuff. So yeah, so I do noon hydration. I don't use for runs. I use it for just everyday, everyday Mm -hmm. hydration. Tailwind nutrition I use for my long runs and races, like I mentioned. And then I use goo energy gels to get the calories as well as the caffeine. Gotcha. Favorite running memory? Oh, my favorite (laughs) running memory. You're going to ask me why I gave this one as an example when I tell you. So (laughs) I'm running one of the 5Ks back in my old high school and I'm chasing this kid. I don't know how, he must have been like 10 years old and I'm like watching the back of his shoes the entire race. He's just 
ahead of me this whole race. I'm like, I got to be able to catch up to this kid. And I'm running at him. Coming close to the end, I don't know, I was probably around three miles, so maybe at a tenth of a mile or quarter mile to go. And that's where everybody's cheering, so you can start to hear the voices. And I remember hearing, go, daddy. And I think it's my son. I'm like, I'm coming, Andre. And I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And I sprint to the end, and I like feel really great. Just the crowd and the cheering and my son cheering for me, because it was one of the few races that my family actually came Mm. to. And I get to the finish line and I'm looking around. I'm like, where is everybody? Where's my family? So I had another family member who was also racing and I was waiting for her and she finished. And then afterwards we went inside and then I found my family enjoying the breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) So I quickly realized that it was not my son cheering for me. It was some other son cheering for his dad, but all the same. He, he helps me finish strong. <laughs> you, had, you heard that voice and you were like, yes, that's what you needed. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man, that's so funny. Running jams. Do you listen to music while you run? I do. It depends on what I'm doing. So okay. if I really need to be focused on my runs, then I will listen to music, but maybe sometimes I don't listen to music if I'm super focused. If it's a casual run for me, then I will listen to, I don't know, like slow jams kind of music. If I really need to pick up the pace, I'm listening to Coldplay and Linkin Park and and those types of bands. And if it's just a really long run and I just need to get out there and be out there for two to three hours Mm -hmm. and take my mind off things, then I'm listening to podcasts and audiobooks. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. Just all around that then. (laughs) All around, but I'm usually listening to something. It's very rare where I'm not listening to something, but mm-hmm. I found myself on a couple of races where I'm like, no, I really need to focus. I need to focus mm-hmm. on my breathing. I need mm-hmm. to have positive thoughts. I can't have something distract me, like a really slow song or something <laughs> that's just going to interrupt my thoughts. So I've even found myself running races without anything. But mm-hmm. but yeah, most of the time, I say 85% of the time I'm running, but something in my ears. That's cool. What is your favorite recovery tool? I didn't have anything in the past, but let me tell you something. I'm really starting to enjoy foam rolling. Mm, okay. I'm like, I think you're not, the only person to ever say that. I was just about to say it is not <laughs> at all comfortable when you do it. Yeah. Yeah. But afterwards I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, where has this been all my life? This is a necessary, <laughs> this is a necessary item or activity after I'm doing training. So yes, totally falling in love with foam rolling. That's fantastic. You don't realize how much you'll actually like sweat foam yes. rolling. It just, it takes your breath away. Like It's it- work. <laughs> I'm like, I already did the work. I'm on a treadmill. I did my work, <laughs> but, but it's, it's necessary. Absolutely. Favorite cross-training activity? Yeah, so I do strength training, and I also train for hybrid races. So as part of Spartan races, they also have these hybrid races that are called DECA. So it's burpees and a row machine and a ski Uh erg and and bike, so really high-intensity stuff. So I'll do strength training, but I'll also mix in some of that and high-intensity stuff to train for those races, and that's a cross-training. Very cool. That's, hmm. Do you have a worst race and why? I do. And it's, 
I don't know. I'm embarrassed to say this because it was probably one of my biggest, biggest accomplishments or achievements running. So last year I mentioned I did the trifecta for the Spartan mm-hmm. races. So I did the sprint, the super and the beast all in the same year, which counts as a trifecta. But I did that in-person beast for the first time. And it's a half marathon distance, which I'd done at this point a few times with 30 obstacles that I'm not very good at. So since I'm not very good at the obstacles, I need to train a lot for them. And last year, I didn't train a lot or properly for those obstacles because I was really focusing on my half marathon running, which I also told you that I didn't really have a great plan for that as well. So all in all, there's a couple of things that I could have done better last year. So between the obstacles, the trail running and running on a mountain with high elevation, I was not prepared to run it in the way that I had expected. Mm. And so that wasn't the embarrassing part. The embarrassing part is I mentally gave up halfway through the race. I hurt myself on one of the obstacles on an obstacle that I have done many times before should have Mm -hmm. never hurt myself. And at that point I'm like, what in the world am I doing here? Like, why am I doing this to myself? And why can't I do this race in the way that I wanted to? But I realized I didn't train as I should have. So the good news is I finished a race. I completed some obstacles for the first time successfully. I have it on film or video because some of my teammates were there to to video it, which was great. So those are great memories. But I finished it like two hours later than... I had planned. And that in Mm. itself was just like, I rarely talk about this race because I can't get over that. So, you know, kind of my learning from it is that your attitude will definitely Mm. determine how you perform and your chances of success. Like you can't control everything, but you Mm. can control your attitude. And I did not have Mm. a good attitude on that race. And for that reason, I would say it was my worst race. Oh, that is so good. That's such great advice, though, that you never know what you're going to how you're going to wake up morning of a race. You never know what the weather, you know, you can predict the weather, what it's going to be like, but it can take a turn. And like you said, like your attitude dictate. I love that. That is so good. I mean, I hate that you went through that, but I love what you learned from that. That's pretty powerful. That's good. I like that. I want to ask you this. How as a dad? Do you balance all of this? Because you're training for all these different races and then you're also a dad. So how does that play? Yeah, admittedly not well. I get this question a lot. (laughs) Admittedly not well. I just have to, I mean, these are all priorities for me, right? It's not Mm -hmm. just fitness or just family or just work. You have to balance all of these things. Mm -hmm. And there's some times where you're going to do better in some areas versus others. And things just ebb and flow. The way I do it, is I schedule a lot, probably a lot Mm -hmm. more than my family (laughs) likes the fact that I schedule. (laughs) And I have a time for my nine to five. I have a time for my podcasting. I have a time for my runs. I have a time Mm. for family or making sure that we're able to do things as a family. But honestly, I don't always do all of those things well. But that's basically it is really having a schedule and a plan going into it to make sure that I can spend time in each of those areas that are important to me. I love that. That's, That's really good advice. Speaking of your podcast, Inspire to Run, what is the story behind Inspire to Run? Yeah, so the actually the story behind Inspire to Run started with that first obstacle course race that I ran because that's mm. what really got me back into running and my love for running. So during that period of time, you know, taking better care of myself, I'm running these races, I'm 
just feeling really good. So I'm telling the whole world about it. And the response is very positive. Like, that's really great. But it was also like, oh, I wish I could do that. Or I could never do that. Same things I was saying. And I'm like, no, really, you can. You think you can not today, but you got to start. And I believe it for you. So that went on for a few years. And then at the start of the pandemic, I wanted to start a community and a podcast, but I had a marketing career. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do it in marketing. But I'm like, you know what? I've been doing marketing for a long time. It's what I do in my nine to five. Do I really want to start a podcast about marketing? Mm, probably not. Let me do something that's a little bit different. So here we go. I like running. Maybe I could talk about running. And it was a way for me to share my story, but also a way for me to share the stories of others, which I feel have far more interesting stories on my own. And it's a platform for me to share their stories. Mm -hmm. And it's been a wonderful experience because afterwards, a lot of them are earlier in their running journeys were really fantastic stories from not running at all to running 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, marathons. And they've never been on podcasts before. So mm -hmm. for a lot of them, it's also a bucket list item. So just it's just been really amazing to offer them that opportunity and chance to share their story and do things that they've never done before. So that's how it all started. And it's just evolved from there where I want to help as many people as possible mm. reach their goals. And I believe they can do that through running. And I have so much, I would say, evidence through runner stories of how it's changed mm -hmm. their lives. And I want to help others do that. I, I, oh, I feel like our podcasts are like brother sisters, you know, like, <laughs> yes, that you nailed what runner story is, you know, and I love it. That was so good. So good. Any advice that you would give to anyone that wants to start, whether it's running or obstacle courses, what is a piece of advice you give them? Yeah. So what I focus on on the podcast is around three pillars. It's around mindset, movement, and motivation. So I'll give three pieces of advice. For mindset, I would start with believe that you can commit mm. to your goal and remember that you're stronger than you think you are. And that's under mindset. And that's just to get going, right? But then you have the movement part. Then you actually have to get out there and do it. So get a good pair of running shoes and follow a running plan, whether it's a standard couch to 5k program or with a, a coach like yourself. So mm -hmm. that's the kind of, that's to get you movement moving. And then motivation is the last pillar. And the reason why I talk about this is it's one thing to get started, but it's another to keep going. And you're not going to see those results until you're consistent, until you reach those milestones, and you're going to see it over time. So how do you have the motivation to keep going? So last piece of advice is don't give up and find ways to keep moving, like joining a running group or working out with a friend or having an accountability partner. So just keep moving. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> so good. Okay. So you've already mentioned that one goal that you have is a marathon. So what marathon is that you're looking at? Yeah. So I'm just enamored with New York City these days. Okay. I can't tell you why. <laughs> But seeing everybody run the New York City half and the New York City marathon, I'm like, I want that to be my first race. Oh, wow. So it won't be this year because this year I'm focused on my half. I've got a goal for that. So I'll tell you in a moment. But next year in 2024, it is my goal to run my first marathon, which will be the New York City marathon. Wow. Let me just say I've gotten to run through Central Park. I did not realize how hilly Central Park was or is. And it's very hilly. So I'll be cheering you on, my friend. 
You don't eat those heels. <laughs> I heard. I did the Brooklyn half, the RBC Brooklyn half, just a couple of weeks ago. And it wasn't hilly, as hilly as what I've heard about Central Park. But I feel like the whole race was on a gradual incline. So you won't realize Whoa, it until you're yeah. done. But, but yes, but I've heard that running in that area is hilly. So I'll just have to train for it. But really looking yeah, forward yeah. to that. And also on the half marathon side, it is my goal to run a half marathon in an hour, 45 minutes. Okay. So that, that's where I'm at. I'm a long way away from that. I've got a lot of work to do, but that's what I'm chasing after. Dude, you, I know you got it. You got this. Mantra, is there something that you say to yourself when it gets tough? Yeah. For me, it's pay now or pay later. Oh, okay. Like as, as direct as it sounds, I'm going to put in the work now to get the results later. Mm. If I don't put in the work now, I'm going to get to the starting line and I may not perform in the way that I want to. And then mm -hmm. I'm going to be like, you didn't put in the work. So for me personally, that's what's keeping me going. Like whenever I have to do the speed work or whenever I have to run hills, I'm going to do this now because when I'm running the hills in Central Park, I don't want to feel like I'm dying and can't do it by the time I get there. So for me, it's pay now or pay later. Wow. That's good. I like that. What has been your favorite length to run? 100% 5Ks. Okay. 5Ks were my jam. <laughs> I'm like, I will run those every day and twice on Sunday. Now I'm embracing the longer distances, like the five milers, 10Ks, half marathons. Like I'm embracing those. But really the 5Ks are just... It's where I started and it's the ones I love. I like it. So when you're not running, what do you like to do? So family mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just making sure I'm available for family and just being a part of as much as I can, which like I said before, it's not much. So I try to do as much as I can when I can, but also helping others. I volunteer for a number of places. So I volunteer for the American Marketing Association. I've been on the board for the local chapter for a few years and just finished up my term as president last year. I support pancreatic cancer awareness associations like PanCan, Project Purple, and Memory of My Mother-in-Law. So I, I do a bit of work there. And I help others reach their goals through my running podcast. Mm, I love that. That's so cool. All right, my friend, any final words of wisdom? So I think I mentioned this a little bit before. You can't control the things that are around mm. you. Mm -hmm. But you can control what you do and how you respond. So whether it's running or another activity, my words of wisdom would be find something that brings you joy and leads you to a happy and healthy life. Mm. That's good. Oh, so good, my friend. Thank you so much for making this happen. And just, yeah, for all that you do for the running community, you truly are inspiring to run. So... <laughs> Thank you so much for the opportunity. This is a lot of fun. I don't often talk about myself. I'm often interviewing others and learning their stories. So I really have to think about these things, but, uh, but I appreciate the opportunity. And mm -hmm. again, anything that I could do or say to help inspire others is really what I'm here for. So thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. What a great run story and so thankful for you, my friend Richard, and all the advice that you gave and the life lessons learned. Absolutely perfect. And 
whether someone is wanting to get started in obstacle courses or wanting to get started in running or walking, you just you just gotta go. You just gotta go and do it. So truly thankful for you, my friend, and all that you do, again, for our running community and with your podcast. Truly grateful to call you my friend, and yeah, you're making the world a better place. So truly, truly appreciate you and your run story. Hey guys, as always, huge shout out to Gilliard Tech Services. The podcast would not be what it is without him and his magic of editing and making me sound really good, so I appreciate that, Gray. If you need your website updated or website fixed or a website created, he can do that. So definitely check him out at Gilliard Tech Services. He can do all things techie. He's my tech guy. Really appreciate him. And as always, Mars Hill, huge shout out and thank you for giving us a safe place to record, a safe place to be able to share our stories because we know that sometimes it's vulnerable. We know that sometimes it's not easy to share our stories. And I just thank you so much for believing in Run Your Story and believing in the running community and what we're doing here at Run Your Story. So thank you, Mars Hill Church. And can never thank our Patreon supporters enough for all that they do. Not only do they keep me encouraged, but they also believe in Run Your Story and they've backed us financially. So guys, everything that we do, we pour back into Run Your Story. We're always trying to make it better and we give back to the community. So we want to make sure that you guys know where your money's going. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Patreon supporters. Truly appreciate all that you do. Guys, like us, share us, comment on your episode, share, share away. We want your stories to be told. We want your stories to be heard. And the only way that gets done is by sharing them, posting them, or leaving a comment on your favorite podcast player, on our social media pages, however you want to do it. It would be greatly appreciated because again, your stories deserve to be heard. They're beautiful stories and they're so inspiring. I always leave going, wow, that was amazing and I can't believe I get to do this so thank you one for believing in run your story and believing in our mission and yeah so like share comment we got this so Richard thank you again for sharing your story and now a part of your story has become part of mine and when we take it out there it's become a part of yours and so we're so connected together so guys get out there hit the pavement and run your story